Welcome to Major League Success. Uh, my name is John Harp, and on this podcast or on this episode, we got Byron Diaz from the iHome Max team at Next Home. Thanks for uh, coming on, Byron. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, I know uh, you and I, we kind of, what, been chit-chatting and getting together for, what, a year and a half now, two years, just kind of getting to know each other? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I think it was Ryan Atkins, I think, was the mutual person that connected us back in the day. I can't remember if it was him or someone else. But, um, yeah, uh, you know what? I never questioned that. I never questioned how I met you. <laughs> <laughs> just some, just, it's meant to be, you know, <laughs> just some random agent just hits you up and says, Hey, let's get together and grab some coffee. And you're like, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I wanted to, I wanted to bring you on. Cause I think you kind of have a, just from the conversations that you and I have had, you know, have a, a, a unique, um, story when it comes to real estate and what you're trying to do and grow here in Columbus. And, um, you know, I just wanted to get your name out there so that way people get to know who you are and, um, you know, get to, get to understand, you know, what you're trying to accomplish here locally. So tell me a little bit about yourself growing up. How was, how was things growing up? Were you, were you into sports? Did you, were you always like an entrepreneur or was it just kind of a standard, standard lifestyle growing up or? Gosh, standard, cozy, just in a bubble. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> I, I was I was born in the Dominican Republic, um, and uh, my my parents are both Hispanic, uh, and so the you know looking back at my childhood, I left when I was four, and then I I came to the states, and it was just all different. Uh, if I, when I sit down or when I talk to, uh, friends or clients about what my experience was like, uh, it's, it's totally different. Um, you know, I think when you grow up in a lot of, I mean, Dominican Republic is like a third world country. So when you grow up in, in a third world country, you, uh, you know, I think, uh, natural selection, you know, comes that you more likely than it does here sure. uh there's is not as organized there's not as many rules uh there's not a lot of social safety nets like there are here uh, so over there i think people or the, the kids they they have to mature faster uh okay. because it's what it's what's expected of them and um <clears throat> so so yeah but when we came here uh it being I mean, being the oldest and just, uh, you know, especially my mom, my mom hadn't lived here yet. Uh, you know, they did whatever it took to kind of smother me and, you know, protect me. So, uh, so early on, I wasn't really involved in sports, um, and, uh, wasn't really involved in a lot of things. I think my parents were just worried, you know, they were more focused on, you know, staying alive and, um, you know, making sure that we had every, we had our basic needs. Sure. Uh, and, uh, my dad, my dad was an entrepreneur, but, um, I think the fear of things going wrong in a country that he didn't really know or he wasn't native to, uh, 
kind of made him scared and kind of made him more attracted to the the safe, cozy nine to five, Monday through Friday, you know, make sure you always have a uh, consistent and steady check. Uh, and I think, uh, I think after, probably like after high school and, uh, and dropping out of college, I think I started to hate that idea because, <laughs> uh, you know, I used to get these checks and because it was just me, I only had to worry about myself. They, it was, it was enough money. And, you know, at some points in my life, I was making good money, uh, as an hourly employee. But then after that, I was, you know, just looking at everything, looking at uh, what everything really costs. And uh, I I hated that. I, I kind of just didn't like the idea or probably at the moment I didn't realize that I hated it. But I guess I was working to get away from it. And yeah. if it wasn't me building something, I wanted to be a part of something that was going to give me a um you know kind of an abundant lifestyle uh where i could do uh and and me like myself i feel like some people call it stubborn but i think i just i i'm very impulsive i like to do what i like to do yeah and i needed a lifestyle or uh whatever my career was i needed my career to fit my personality and i wanted to fit my impulses as well so Sure. That's a little um, bit about about my background. Yeah, and I want to kind of dive in because it's interesting, you know, that you came over at, when you were four, and um, I mean, I think it, I'm assuming, uh, you know, your parents obviously want to provide a better life and things for you. And do you think that because they were kind of they wanted that that security, um, you know, for for themselves and, and your family, that that's kind of what pushed you, like you said, like, you know, you did do the nine to five thing, were they, did they push you to be in school to, to get good grades? Did they push you to go to college to, to get good grades in order to set yourself up for that secure job? Or was it, were they kind of still more letting you figure things out as you kind of grew up and, and, you know, do your own thing? I think in their minds, they didn't know how to push me. They didn't know how to give me structure to become successful uh, because I I was going to school and uh, I was struggling, even though I was, I was trying to overcome a lot of my, uh, you know, a lot of my weaknesses and at the same time trying to keep up in school where I saw a lot of kids, that were just cruising by and they were getting much better grades than I was. Um, So my parents couldn't, my parents couldn't put me and then, you know, they didn't know better. So even like the school system that I came up through, uh, they couldn't set me up for success either. I remember it was my senior year. I had the loftiest goals and dreams and, I remember asking one of the teachers uh, if we were ready for college. This is senior year. It's like two months away from graduating. <laughs> I, I can't remember the background, but uh, and she nonchalantly just said, no, like <laughs> now that you guys 
are prepared for college. Damn. So, that, like, the hell, what the hell is that? <laughs> she didn't do it maliciously. I think it was. Right. Uh, I think she was pregnant too. So uh, <laughs> I think she was just like, she just looked at me and she didn't put much thought into her answer. She's like, no. And I was just like, whoa, shit. <laughs> oh my god what was that like i mean what was that feeling i mean did, did you just like uh, blow it off or was it did it hit home i did i did blow it off but then you know um getting closer to that time where uh you know i was getting older people were graduating before me uh then it kind of just hit me and i was just I was just like, wow, like, you know, I, I really never was ready. Um, and um, and the thing is, the problem that I had was I felt like I always knew what I was doing. Um, and, I, you know, I'm pretty sure we're going to touch these subjects, but later on in, in real estate, um, I learned the value of listening to other people and watching other people uh i never really did that uh i went to um uh sorry there's a there's like a cop over there i'm like parked in the in a random park somewhere in grove city but like i was saying so yeah so i graduated high school and there's a part of me in the back of my head that was telling me that I wasn't prepared sure. for college. Uh, so to overcome that, I signed up right away. So summer classes, I said, uh, you know, I'm not going to take a summer break. I'm going to try to finish as fast as possible. Uh, but then, you know, you fast forward maybe two or three years, I, I really wasn't getting nowhere. Right. Mm -hmm. What did you go here locally to college? Yeah, I went to uh, I went to Columbus State um, again. I, I I was lazy, didn't apply for scholarships. Um, no. I did get accepted to Ohio State, but you know it just wasn't. It, no. I looked at the numbers and I was like, it's not gonna work out. Right. Um, and I would hear I would hear a lot of the stories how difficult it was, you know, getting into Ohio State. So I said I'll I'll go to Columbus State and. Um, and go from there. Now, what did you go? To, what did you initially go to college for? What was what were, you, were you focusing on? Uh, I was trying to focus on engineering, and uh, I almost made it to a program, but um, I mean, I I just didn't I didn't get in. Uh, yeah. I was a little too late. I think if I would have applied a semester earlier, I, I probably would have got in. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't. Uh, mentally, I don't think I was, uh, I found that I wasn't built for it. Yeah. So is that when, I think you mentioned you dropped out of college. Is that when that decision was made or did you finish college? Uh, I didn't, I didn't finish my bachelor's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I initially went for accounting and uh, I, I went to a, um, Ohio State and for some reason they make you take calculus. Well, uh -huh. I failed calculus and I was like, all right, accounting's not for me because I'm never going to go past this class. So I did a, I did a little pivot in my uh, degree there. <laughs> so, yeah. um, 
So, okay. So you're, 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 you know, you go to college and um, try that route. It's not really for you. Not really working out. Um, did you, did you jump into some career right after, or did you jump into real estate? Man, well, what happened when I was, uh, when I was in college, my problem was I always wanted to, I like the idea of owning a business, uh, and I like the idea of kind of networking with people and bringing people together, uh, and that's probably why I fell out of school, honestly, because I, I just couldn't stay focused. Yeah. So, uh, I had a friend who, who I, I told him, I said, hey, uh, you know, it'd be nice to buy a property here in Columbus, um, and I didn't know what I was doing. I thought it was. Uh, and I think at the time, all these ads, um, you know, about flipping houses were starting to bombard the radios and they were just everywhere. So I said, well, you know, I, I could do it. Um, I know a few contractors, uh, you know, it couldn't be hard. So he, uh, he's like, why don't you go take your real estate course? and then get educated. So he paid for everything and I did. And I really didn't plan on doing anything with it uh, in the beginning because I was still in school. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like a few people had, had hit me up. Uh, a few people from my past, uh, whether I went to church with them or they were friends of a friend, they trust me enough to handle the real, real estate transaction. And so, um, when I realized that my phone, you know, was ringing and people were calling me to help them with, uh, to help them with their real estate needs, uh, it was kind of like an easy choice. Yeah. And, uh, uh -huh. and were you always a hundred percent full-time into real estate at that point? Or did you have, were you working other side jobs to keep you going in real estate? Yeah. So what really got uh, I was a valet for, I think, like three years, okay. and those were probably like the golden years of my life uh, because uh, I got to talk to people, uh, got to meet a lot of people and just interact and develop my social skills, and, uh, and I mean, we just had so much fun doing it, yeah. uh, and you clocked in, you clocked out, you're, you're you know, your troubles from work didn't follow you, uh, you know, if, if uh, you know, things were hitting the fan, you know, and you clocked out, that wasn't your issue anymore, right. you know, right. um, so yeah, so through college, uh, I was a valet and uh, just had a good time, good time doing it. Nice. Now, when you got started in the real estate, I'm always curious um, when I bring people on and I ask them, you know, what made them do real estate and and what was the, uh, you know, your, did you have a lot of support or did you have a lot of doubters from your friends, family? Um, you know, like, for example, for me, like I was straight out of college and went right into 100% commission-based real estate. Right. So like, you know, my family was kind of the nine to five, you know, have the secured job clock in clock out. And here I'm even to this day, really, I'm other than my grandfather, I'm the only one that's really 
a, a business owner, right? So yeah. um, did you have a lot of support or were people kind of like doubting you and like, what are you doing? <laughs> I did. And you know what's interesting? I think I, I think I doubted myself uh, and my parents had, were very well known uh, and just, you know, they made friends with a lot of people. And so, uh, actually, a lot of the people that, you know, a good amount of the client, like a good amount of people that kind of saw me grow up, uh, you know, ended up buying a house, you know, or selling a house with me or whatever it was. Uh, so, I, me personally, I, I was the one that was always self-doubting. My fiance was, uh, uh, was one of my biggest supporters. And, uh, I think she had referred me to, you know, one of the, one of the first deals that I had ever done. Nice. Uh, so, uh, and I failed the test like three or four times. Um, and she just had graduated law school. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, uh, that really didn't bother me, but she would help me study, you know, of course, like she just had yeah. finished law school. So, if I was going to listen to anybody on how to study, it was going to be, it was going to be her. Uh, but I, I was even there. I was terrible at studying, man. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, I tell people all the time, don't worry about, you know, if you pass, fail the test or if you got to take it three, four, five times, that test is only designed to get you to, to pass or, or the classes are only designed to get you to pass that test. And you know, now, the real world of real estate is not anything like what you learn in what you learn in oh, school. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, and they warned us when I, when I took the class, uh, again, I used to just chew off more than I could like, you know, than I could handle. Uh, I signed up for the class to finish it in two weeks. And the first day this, this short little lady comes into the Hondros classroom that we were at. She's like, hey, you know, uh, it's going to be a little cold in here. Uh, the temperature is going to be at 72. And uh, that would put me to sleep because I would never bring a jacket. So that's why I fell three or four times is because I would fall asleep during the class. <laughs> what, what, year, what, what year was this? When did, you get, when did you take your classes and get licensed? I think it was like 15 or 16. Okay. Did you guys, did you have a lot of people in your class at the time or? Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was a huge class. Uh, I still see some of the agents that I, I, I took a class with. Uh, and I think some of the agents and, you know, some, a few that I remember are doing pretty well. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I think when I, mine, I got mine in 2011. So obviously the market was still kind of coming out, still kind of down, obviously down, but not as bad as, you know, eight, nine, ten, but um, I think there was maybe 15 of us in my class and I only really know of, I think one that's still licensed from, from the class that I was in. So I'm always curious, you know, as the market gets better, that room gets more full, more full of, uh, people trying to get their license and things like that. But no, that's awesome. So you said 15, right? 2015, 14, 15, 15, 16, 15, 16. So, um, so then you kind of, uh, got got licensed, dipped your toes a little bit, got some momentum going from some sphere of influence and, and people around you. Uh, did you have any initial struggles? Were you on your own or did you join a team? Did you have success right away? I mean, what was the that time frame of like that first three, three months, six months 
you know, nine months of being in the business, really first year. Yeah. I think um, for about maybe first six months, I was kind of wiping my hands with school. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just did it. I really – that first year, towards the end, I did four transactions. Uh, one, it was my fiance's uncle sold his house and then moved to, uh, uh, transferred to Cincinnati. Uh, then uh, I caught a FISBO one time, didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I'll, I'll list your house and I'll just charge you a flat fee on the MLS. And then uh, I was at KW at the time, and whoever was mentoring me was just like, don't ever do that. Like, do not <laughs> ever do that. So I had to call him back, and uh, I was like, no, I can't do it. But he agreed to meet with me anyways, and we kind of went back and forth from the commission. Uh, so, I mean, he still, you know, I, I was I was pretty new. And, again, you know, I struggled with going to people – uh for advice or following up with people's advice and so i i mean i think he had gotten me down to like four and a half yeah um on the listing and then uh and then bought my own house so that was that was a unique experience as well um took all the money that i made from uh all those transactions and then you know put it put it towards the house but you know, I would go through these moments where I was making calls, I was cold calling, but didn't really get anything from it. And I was, yeah. I was, I've even to this day, I've always been horrible at follow up and horrible at like, you know, closing the deals and, um, you know, even making a ton of calls was just so daunt, like it was just so daunting to me. I was just like, I there would be moments where I'm just like, I, I don't even know where I'm doing. Like, I'm going to be a valet for the rest of my life. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, so, and when I bought my house, uh, that was like a great experience as well, because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to next get a next commission check. So I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was still on my own and, uh, I rented out the rooms. You know, I ended up renting out the rooms. Uh, and so then I ended up living for free. And uh, and so like the next year, uh, I started picking up steam. I was doing, um, I was doing about one transaction a month. Uh, and then come like April, I had uh, like four deals, four deals pending. And, uh, but you know, before that, from the beginning of the new year, because I was so scared not knowing where my next commission check was going to come from, I started interviewing a few top agents yeah. uh, or people who had teams. And, uh, and so I, I met Edward and I, I don't know, I probably shouldn't be saying some of this stuff, but first time I met Edward, uh, you know, I, I think, I think it was just like a, just a lot of pride in the room. Like it was uh, sure. basically at the end, it was like, you know, he's looking at me like, I don't really need you. And I'm looking at him like, I don't really need you. But <laughs> reality, like I kind of did need him. You know, I needed 
some kind of guidance. I needed some kind of, uh, you know, leadership. And uh, the other agents that I spoke to, uh, I mean, were, were you know, uh, every, really everybody that I spoke to was, you know, the the sexy big name, uh, polished, uh, you know, just had, uh, were well known in, you know, in our industry. And, um, and so then I met Edward a second time and it was just all, it was all rushed and it, but it was, it felt rushed because everything that he was saying was like, it was like what I needed to hear. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I didn't even process the words, didn't even get to, um, really think about what he was telling me it was just all getting me it was like he was just like a car salesman and <laughs> i was just like this is the car like let's sign it like before i change my let's mind go, let's go let's go <laughs> so uh so yeah um and then after that uh so i did for that second year uh one deal a month i think i moved over in may so i had done five i ended up doing 25 at the end of that year wow last year was 50 i did 55 uh we did like 94 as a team and then this year the goal is 75 um i had a closing today i'm actually like in Grove city because i'm picking up a check so i think i'm at 13 and then um so i have one left one more for this week and then just like have a few pending so it's it's been great uh and uh i think i made a great decision uh next home as well uh i had direct interactions with the brokers yeah and uh you know the brokers are just amazing um nobody else really is in the office and uh next home because of their concept they have a lot of people who are established so uh really I get the opportunity to, you know, really like mess around and, uh, you know, have a laugh or two uh, with the guys, with the brokers, and at the same time, uh, you know, get to learn from them. So yeah, it's been, uh, you know, and, and not saying that, I mean, I know every office is different, um, uh, but like, I think this office has definitely helped me, you know, take it to the next level and sure. really like, you know, I have a lot of people that, uh, you know, really believe in me and, and, uh, you know, are pushing me and they're always there when, you know, when I call. So uh, it's been amazing. No, that's awesome. I want to go back real quick because uh-huh. you said something that, um, you know, you said the first interview with Edward seemed like there was a lot of pride in the room on both sides, right? His side, yeah. your side. And I think that's a lot of agents, right? And I think, a lot of agents, we let our, our egos get in the way of, of doing a certain activity or follow-up or um, making a, a, a decision that we know that needs to be made, but we don't want to make it just from the optics of it. I'm curious because I always, I always say, you know, agents get into real estate for the most part to get away from being told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, you know, get away from that corporate lifestyle right? Clocking in, clocking out. But the most successful agents um, and the most consistent agents that I know tell themselves 
what to do, when to do, and how to do it every single day, and they do it consistently. They treat it like a nine to five almost. So you mentioned like you're you were saying, um, you know, I didn't really need you, but I knew deep down I really did need you. What ended up, you know, like because that's you know that's I think a lot of especially newer agents should go find a team or someone who's looking to grow a team because they do need that support. They do need whatever. Uh, you know, how to grow a business, things like that, because it's not taught in school. What ultimately made you make that decision of like, okay, I have to, I have to pull the trigger. I know I need, I do need this. Yeah. I think it was, um, I think he had the formula that worked to, I think one, uh, you know, for some reason, uh, people were talking about, well, the market has just skyrocketed. And I think in the office where I was at, there was just so much talk of, uh, hey, you know, like this is not going to last forever. You know, this thing is going to tank. Like, you know, it's going to go back down. Sure. We're just going to readjust. And, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what to do. Like if this thing tanks, like, you right. know, like if the next guy does, you know, a lot of deals in a good market and they're worried that, you know, they may not do as much later, what's going to happen to me? Um, so I think with, uh, and, 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 you know, I, I think if anybody would have mentioned that, which wasn't mentioned in any of the other uh, meetings that I had with the other agents, um, I think it was the, I think it was security. You know, I think that's what uh, security and, and uh, longevity. I think that's that's what had me sold. I guess. Uh, you know, working under, and I'm pretty sure the other agents did well, uh, but again, uh, they did well like during a recession. Sure. Uh, but that was never mentioned. That was never brought up. And with, you know, Edward, that was brought up. And, you know, the whole time, like, that was my, um, that was what I was worried about is, you know, because when you're starting out, you're always thinking about, you know, the next, your next meal, like, where is it going to come from? Uh, <clears throat> so, you know what, and that's funny, because now, like, I joke around, like, you know, every time I I, uh, I I turn in like a commission check, I'm I'm just like, oh, you know, like uh, <clears throat> I get to eat out this time instead of uh, you know instead of ramen noodles this week. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, it, it's that feeling though, right? That keeps you going. I mean, you know, it's the yeah. I always say reward yourself. I mean, even if it's following up with people, like yeah, go reward yourself because that's going to produce the income and the results down the down the road right so always rewarding yourself for those those milestones is awesome yeah so so you did you said i think 55 50 some transactions last year goals 75 this year um yeah. so i want to kind of look into the future a little bit for you um what is kind of your one big thing that you're looking to accomplish in the next year is it the 75 transactions is it it doesn't have to be business. It could be anything, really. 
Yeah, uh, just being, uh, I think, kind of always reinventing yourself and learning new skills, uh, I think. Uh, but honestly, uh, it's, it's, I, I'm, it's, I was going to tell you in the beginning, you know, just a disclaimer for your viewers. It's hard to, uh, cause I, I know a lot of agents that, uh, you know, have made it, have struggled. Well, I think have struggled more than I have. I think, uh, you know, in a short amount of time, I've been able to generate enough comfort now uh, financially. And, uh, you know, I, I get a lot of referrals, you know, daily. I mean, at least somebody's calling me and saying, hey, this person, you know, said that you're, you know, you're a good real estate agent and, you know, you can help us out. Um, so I've been very fortunate. Like I don't, I don't prospect. I don't have to chase people. Like I don't have to, you know, keep reminding people like, Hey, remember you called me because you said you were looking for a house. Is that still true? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. Uh, but, um, because I know that I've been in such a fortunate situation. I think the most important thing for me is to keep building on what I've already been giving. And so, you know, just pick up on a new skill, whether if it's, um, you know, uh, you know, raising private money or um, showing people, you know, wh whatever it could be, maybe learning another language or taking the time out to see like what other agents are doing, um, you know, whatever skill that it might be you know, just do it, just, just build upon it, make, you know, so that way, you know, I, I stand out even more amongst like all real estate agents. No, that's awesome. And was it always your intention to have that referral business? I, we call, I call them pillars, right? A pillar of your business. Like for me, our team, it's internet leads, right? That's our, our main pillar. Was referrals always going to be, was that kind of always something that you wanted as your main pillar of business or did it just kind of happen as you started doing more and more transactions or was it, um, you know, we've talked before about kind of what you're trying to do and what you want to do here locally with, with, um, you know, with clients. So was that something you always intended? No, um, this is going to sound so dumb, but really, <laughs> uh, like I, oh, we lost them. Are you there? We lost them. There you go. Yeah. I had a call, man. I'm sorry. Oh, that's sorry. All right. Uh, and he's probably going to call back. So uh, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, no, uh, and, and like I was saying, like, this is going to sound really dumb. Like, You're there. Yeah, he called again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I've always been attracted to, um, you know, like, if, if you had to grind it out, um, you know, cold call, uh, door knock, uh, whatever it was, I, you know, I looked at you and I was just like, oh, you know, wow. Like, you know, you're, you're amazing because, you know, you, uh, you just had the motivation 
in the drive and you weren't scared and, you know, you were fearless enough to, you know, uh, knock on doors and, and, and whatever. Uh, because I, I mean, I, I don't think I had any issues, but, uh, when I used to cold call, that was always in the back of my mind, like, Hey, you know, this next phone call, somebody could cuss me out. You know? <laughs> so, so I, I respect any agent that's, you know, gone out there. And then now, you know, with, uh, especially like if you have an agent that says that they've been successful just purely off of cold calling and door knocking, you know, in this time of like technology where everybody has a, a camera system and, uh, you know, everybody has, uh, you know, these, all these rules against like cold calling and stuff like that. Uh, like anybody who's been successful doing that, I mean, I just, I, I tip my hat off to you, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I say it all works, right? It's just whatever works for your personality, really, you know. Um, yeah. Direct mailers still work, you know, that's, yeah. that's one way to do it. So, no, that's awesome. Um, so, over the next um, five years, do you have kind of like a five-year plan for for your business, is there anything, some you know, anything big that you want to accomplish over the next five years? Uh, that's a good question. I I really haven't been able to. Uh, I think I think on a personal level, uh, I do like some of these investing tactics, uh, or not tactics, but strategies. Yeah. And I, I would definitely like, uh, because I know I can push out this information to a lot of people, but very, very few people uh, are actually going to try to execute on it, you yeah. know. Um, so I think I have um, I have a few people that are just just ready, you know, they're just ready to go. So I think taking some of these people to the next level and helping them build a lifestyle that you know they never dreamed of obtaining um is definitely part of part of my goals and also you know do it for myself sure. um i think on i i really do like the the investing side of real estate and uh i've always believed in in uh taking care of your like if um if i want to take care of other people I think it's very important to, you know, take care of myself first. Yeah. Uh, and I'm starting to see, you know, that that's true. Now, after like a lot of sales, I'm able to provide better service to my business uh, just because I have more stability and consistency in income. Um, and I, you know, even, I mean, it's just kind of a snowball effect. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I'm able to do more for clients. And then therefore clients get a great, you know, get great service. And uh, like, for example, for my closing today, uh, you know, I, I, every client is different, but today, uh, you know, I had, uh, I bought her food, uh, you know, with the, everything that's going on with the coronavirus, you know, they couldn't go out to eat. So we went straight to the house. Um, I had her house get rekeyed and, uh, you know, that's something that she wasn't thinking of, but she's like, oh, you know, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, bought her food, and then tomorrow I'm having a cleaning service go out, you know, to take care of her. And I know from that, I mean, 
you know, even before we closed, you know, she was, she had in her mind that she knew she was going to refer me her, you know, family, friends, everybody. Uh, but, you know, just taking that extra step, like really just, you know, took it to a whole nother level. And, uh, you know, just making sure that everybody's happy, you know, and content with, uh, with my service. No, that's all. No, that's awesome. Do you have any um, intentions of growing your own real estate team? I mean, because 75, 75, 75 deals. I mean, you got running around. I mean, I know. You know, once you get once agents get up to that 50, 60, 70 mark, it it's uh it's hard. It's hard to yeah. maintain that and still have a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, um, any plans? You just want to kind of do your own thing. So this is something that I've been, um, you know, uh, so I would talk to my fiance and, uh, you know, she puts it, she puts things in, into perspective. Um, and, uh, basically to put it this way, I'm still just, uh, uh, a, a cheap tactician, you know, I'll, um, uh, you know, do a few things here and there but never really, it's never really long-term. Sure. You know, uh, Edward is looking at things long-term. Yeah. Uh, and I, I may not be with him, you know, for a long time, but um, <clears throat> if, uh, if I were to go on my own, I would, you know, I would need to ask myself, you know, if I do have long-term strategies. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with staying on a team either and, and doing yeah. that. I just know when you're when someone's hitting, we have an agent on our team. He's, you know, he'll, his goal is 50 transactions this year, and I can just, you know, he works with a lot of buyers, and it's, I mean, it's a lot of time showing houses out, running around, and things like that. And I, I personally believe it comes down to someone's personality too. Like my personality, I probably would never leave the team because I don't want the stress of having – to pay all the the bills and you know if you're if you have office space and then and paying for an admin and you know I personally I don't want that stress I just want to sell real estate you know so I was just curious because like I said I mean 75 that's that's gonna be a lot <laughs> but um so just to wrap it up I got I always ask I always ask um my guests one question um, and it's what is there one piece of advice that uh, you wish you had when you started in real estate? Uh, one piece of advice. Uh, I think if I could go back to the beginning, I would definitely reflect on my weaknesses. Um, I think in the beginning, uh, I, I was very, I was kind of in denial about a few things. Uh, so I think I would definitely, uh, like when I was at the brokerage where I started at, uh, we did do a personality test and, um, you know, some of the things that were on there, some of the negative uh, remarks that were on there about me, I was still, um, in denial about I said well you know that's not true this this test is BS like <laughs> you know so I I think and, and, you know I'm, I'm still still working through it uh, 
you know, because we don't uh, like, I don't know, well, you know, just in my background, uh, I've always avoided failure and, and shame and, and all that kind of stuff. But I think those are those are some key tools that can, you know, help you mature and develop, um, you know, and, and, and that's what I'm learning. So I think if, if I would have known that, I mean, years ago or, you know, if I would have been taught that, um, I mean, I, you know, I'd be shooting for the stars right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, just those, those things, just be honest, just don't be scared to fail. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, shame is just a part of the game. You know, we just gotta, just gotta shake it and move on. I like that. Shame is just a part of the game. I like that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, if, if, someone's watching this or listening to this and, and they connected with your story or they just want to reach out to you, whether it's um, to buy or sell real estate, to pick your brain about, you know, referral business or anything like that. Um, what's the best way for them to, to reach out to you? Uh, my number is 614-446-9616. I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. Um, or, you know, they can shoot me an email at uh, B-Y-R-O-N-D-I-A-Z-9-3 at Gmail. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think we're going to get a lot of out of my story, you know. It'll probably be the least watched no. <laughs> video. <laughs> no, man. Know. No, I think, you know, everyone go out and, uh, you know, reach out to him and, and pick his brain. I mean, like I said, 75 deals, that's that's nuts um, to do on your own. I mean, that's a great goal to shoot for. Um, I think a lot of people can learn from, I mean, I can learn from you with just from the referral business side of it because, you know, you mentioned you're, you you struggle with the follow-up. I struggle I struggle with the referral. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm good at getting the clients. It's, you know, it's the referral business. But I think, you know, doing stuff like this, you know, if we can just connect with one person and, and they can relate to your story and they can reach out to you and, and you know, kind of like you're thinking with the investments, right? If we can change lives, that's what it's all about. Yeah, so, yeah sure. I, I appreciate you coming on here. Um, if you guys want to follow Major League Success, you can on all of the social media platforms, um, podcasts. It's all under the name Major League Success. Byron, I really appreciate you coming on here. And uh, yeah, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get a beer together here soon. Yeah, for sure. All right, take care. All right. <laughs>